0: everyone and a massive welcome to the Dedicate Podcast. Here we speak to inspiring people about the highs and lows in their lives. We delve into our guests' rock bottoms and learn how they pulled themselves out to achieve great things. You'll learn what makes them tick and they'll share their valuable life lessons to help you to get the most out of your life. We discuss various topics from health and fitness, motherhood, mental health, body image, business and more. It's a bit serious but it's also a lot of fun too. I'm Kate Ivy, your host and today I chat to dedicate nutritionist Amy Allport. Amy chats about her own experiences with disordered eating, over exercising, binge eating and her journey to recovery. Amy shares her incredible wisdom on creating healthy lifestyles and a positive relationship with food. Hi Amy, how are you doing? Hi, good thank you, thanks for having me great to have you on our podcast now you are the dedicated nutritionist so tell us just a tiny bit about that
1: I was previously working in consultation as a nutritionist and then yeah I I knew that I wanted to move in the direction of just helping women and being more so about general health well-being focusing on mindset and because I knew that that was a huge topic that women need to focus on that and um, maybe I wasn't able to cover as much as I wanted to. So yeah, I definitely, I saw this kind of opportunity with Kate Abbey Fitness and just jumped to it, and it's been it's been awesome.
0: Yeah, it's awesome having you on, on board. And we're gonna talk a bit about the Nutrition Education Program at the end. Where I sort of go with these podcasts and it's just sort of naturally happened because I'm really intrigued by people's stories. Like everyone has a story and you haven't yeah. got to the point where you are encouraging mindset and healthy lifestyles by accident have you no. now you've no. sort of alluded to the fact that you've got quite a story to share so um, are you happy to share with us today
1: yeah yeah definitely yeah
0: yeah so where did it all start
1: yeah it depends where, where you'd like me to start yeah. um so I've always been interested in, uh, in health and fitness I think uh, originally when I was younger it was about being as, as healthy as possible it really was about living as long as possible, being as strong as possible. Um, And it was never really, I mean, I'm quite lucky. I think I just kind of missed the whole social media generation where I I actually grew up just, yeah, only being influenced by the people around me. So I didn't have a lot of that kind of body image issues, um, I think. Sorry, do you mind telling us how old you are? Yeah, I'm 31. 31, cool. Yeah, I think I got to social media pretty late in life, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But that was probably a good thing because once I did get there and I started to, because I was so interested in health and fitness, I started to actually become more influenced. So I found myself kind of scrolling through fitness chick um, kind of sites and seeing how ripped some girls were looking. And that kind of became like wow I want to be like that and I was already so interested in the gym but my mindset around it started to shift I think around my late teen years and I was already doing nutrition um, as my undergraduate degree and I became very focused on kind of sculpting my body and trying to make it this kind of like I was on I was on a journey to, to try and get as close to that perfect as i thought that i could be you know and yeah. these girls i saw in pictures that had abs and had great muscles but that with it kind of brought a lot of unhealthy kind of ways of thinking about myself which you know it didn't necessarily turn into a problem with nutrition because i was a nutritionist i was i did my undergraduate degree and then i went on to do my sport and exercise nutrition masters degree so i was very knowledgeable so it didn't real so i knew my requirements i knew that i had to Fuel myself for what I wanted to do in the gym. But it did become an issue, which kind of blindsided me a little bit because it became an issue kind of in in my mid 20s, which isn't normally when you get these issues with body image and food. It's not, it normally starts earlier. But I think for me, like I was traveling at the time. So I I traveled around the whole of Europe. I I drove around in my little RAV4, and then I went to Thailand. And then at that time, I had a breakup with my partner at the time. So it had been about eight years at this point. And But I continued to travel by myself, and that's when it became an issue. It's, it's like I didn't catch it in time, and it became something to control my emotions with. It became something that I could really focus on. So I went, I kind of doubled down on my fitness I had to train every day I had to run in the Thailand heat and um, I had to find a gym no matter where I was and make sure I did at least an hour if not two workouts a day um, I had to focus on you know trying to get that body fat percentage became like a new a new thing that took up my my brain kind of space so I was making sure that I was you know exercising every day um, in the gym wherever I could find one I started training Muay Thai in Thailand because it was it was so hard out I knew I'd get four hours of training in a day but at the same time I was trying to pull back on food you know I I really started to control that a lot more because that was a focus for my brain instead of you know my emotions and yeah I was gonna say was was this
0: a reaction to the breakup yeah
1: yeah definitely it was kind of like because I had no control I was I was now a single woman traveling around by myself without a purpose. I think I found a purpose in that. Probably unsurprisingly, I was really good at being a nutritionist, but having a background in sport, sport nutrition. I became this like, I think I found something that I was good at, you know? Yep. So You knew exactly how to
0: sculpt your body and um, Yeah. So
1: so I, I chose to private to almost. On. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. so you knew it, what it like needed. Was, so
0: you knew what you could do to not give it what it needed. Exactly. It's like yeah. I
1: was really great at just, you know, starving and working out and Um, kind of using all the tactics I could think of to to try and get there I mean obviously that was completely unhealthy and at the time I felt like it was I felt quite ashamed I felt like it was a it was a me thing like I was just out of control like I I was doing all these unhealthy things and everyone else is probably doing just fine so you knew
0: you were doing unhealthy things you didn't think you were in control of your nutrition you knew you were out of control
1: yeah, I think if you would have asked me at the time, I would have probably been, I would have probably had the answer of, I'm just, you know, I'm just on a, on a journey, I'm just focusing on me, and um, but in my mind somewhere, I knew that this is not healthy, and it's it's way over the top, you know, got to the point where I wouldn't have milk in my coffee, and um, like just, little you know, those, little details yeah, just it just it kind of just yeah it just kind of um snowballed it was just more and more restrictive as it went on from thailand i came to new zealand and that was when i was um 25 still so that was in 2016 um, and i still had this very restrictive kind of um eating behavior had this very over-enthusiastic way of um training and I remember like my record was like 60 days when I got to New Zealand of like no days off when it came to the gym 60 days of
0: exercise in a row
1: yeah and some of those would would have been double days and then I even made sure like if I was within if I was within like five kilometers of the gym I would be walking to the gym doing the workout walking back Um, because one I had nothing to do and two it was you know helping my cause I was like I can't I can't be alone with my thoughts I can't Mm -hmm. um I can't deal with what I need to deal with so it was a mental
0: health issue being yeah, yeah
1: I'm gonna get this sense of control and I think it's important to to talk about that because I think a lot of women there might be like um little warning signs or little red flags that they're not picking up on and then something may happen which tips them over the edge um, and into this kind of overly restrictive or um or you know just unhealthy way of of viewing health and what the, their health and well-being and that
0: can be either way can't it it can be by either overeating or under eating yeah. or not exercising yeah. or completely exercising as much as you possibly can
1: definitely and what's also interesting and um, and important to talk about is that one can easily cause the other as well. So eventually I burn out. I mean, not surprising. Mm. Um, I burn out. and then I um started to rapidly gain weight by o- overeating and binge eating. And that probably lasted about a year. And um that was a huge other battle because that meant that there was a whole other kind of mental battle going on where I knew I was being unhealthy. I was eating mm. unhealthy food. I was piling on weight very quickly and um, I in my mind was not looking like a nutritionist should do and yeah. um, so that that in itself was a huge battle but I had to come to terms with the fact eventually that I'd caused that by by my kind of actions that I'd done before and that restriction really does cause a binge mm-hmm. and a lot of people so even on a on a smaller scale I think people can can kind of see that in in their own behavior sometimes when there's a restriction kind of Monday to Friday and then there's a binge at the weekends or mm-hmm. even like like you've said um in a day where mm-hmm. you know there's restriction or or even purposeful fasting um which might then lead to binging behavior and if you don't catch those kinds of red flags and those kinds of cycles that you're in um unfortunately it can lead to much more damaging behaviors and, and much more long-term kind of damage
0: so in terms yeah. of your um back to you when you're being really restrictive would yeah. you almost would you say because you know i'm just just thinking this through that then moving on to that binging is almost part of the healing process
1: yeah it, it was after a while i um i realized like I realized I had to let go and that I would have to gain weight, I would have to try and repair my relationship with food somehow, and I had to stop, because what I, what initially I was trying to do is I'd binge and then I'd try and claw it back, you know, I'd have a, okay, that's it, I'm having a day of fasting. Yeah, I've
0: been there, been there, been (laughs) there.
1: That's it, I'm going to go tramping all day and burn all this energy. Yeah. Yeah. and it just doesn't work. It doesn't work because it was it was my mental and you feel my so mindset. down
0: about yourself, don't you, when you're trying yeah. to make up for previous decisions instead of taking each decision at a time, your yeah. next decision trying to make up for a previous one is yeah. is a exactly. horrible place to be in.
1: Exactly. And it was the mindset that needed to change because otherwise I was just perpetually gonna be in this cycle. And, um, and it took me a while to come to terms with that because the biggest driver behind me trying to claw back was I didn't want to look that way. I didn't want to binge and put on the weight. And I thought it just made me a terrible nutritionist for doing that. And um, which looking back, you know, I mean, so many people in the industry, so many people in the fitness industry have been through similar experiences because of the way that we feel so harsh on ourselves and Mm. i know a lot of a lot of women do in general and so i really think it is important to talk about Mm. but um something that might be a bit
0: controversial but something that i've been thinking about and now might be a good time to talk to you about that is i've seen a lot of um fitness influencers posting photos of them now being extremely strong Yeah, but previously they had severe eating issues and they're uh-huh. showing their photos side by side and it's a big a big thing on that now they're strong yeah But it does I do look at it and think they are now extremely strong they are now exercising a lot so is it even though they now look strong and reasonably healthy yeah is it just the same
1: disordered way of approaching life just coming out in a different way uh, yeah potentially because I, I do think that um It's a little bit harder to spot these days because, I mean, I think previous generation talking to a lot of um, clients who are slightly older than me, it was all about being as small as possible. It was all all about being very skinny. And that's kind of easy to see in somebody, you know, if they're underweight, if they're tiny, you can kind of see it. Now we've got this this culture, I think, and especially gym culture where women are encouraged to have, you know, booties and abs and they mm. look great. Um, and it's harder to see the disordered eating. It's harder to see the unhealthiness that's there because they look so muscular and um, so mm. muscular, so so ripped. And that's what I was drawn to as well. You know, I was drawn to they're so healthy. They're so strong. They've mm. got amazing shape. They don't look unhealthy. But really, on am talking to lots of clients, so many people in the fitness industry and um, most of the women that I know who work in the fitness industry have at some point had disordered eating mm. or an eating disorder and that's not by accident you know they were drawn to the same things that I was drawn to mm. you know they're drawn to this healthy uh, this healthiness but there is definitely a correlation there's research being done on this as well to try and kind of ascertain whether the getting into bodybuilding or you know hardcore fitness or sculpting your muscles causes disordered eating or whether someone who's more mm-hmm. body image conscious and more likely to have disordered eating just gets into it you know it's kind it, of what def- comes
0: first the eagle the chicken it's yeah exactly
1: yeah there's definitely a causal link there so I think it's really important for any woman or even girls getting into fitness to be aware of that causal link and be aware of their own mindset their own mental health their own body image and that's why I do want to get women ideally before anything happens you know there, there are red flags along the way there's there's um things like jumping on fad diets. The more the more you diet, and research has shown, the more likely you are to have an unhealthy relationship with food, and um, body image issues, and tendency to binge eat or emotionally eat or or emotionally not eat. You know these things are a big red flags that can turn into a huge problem if if like me you had a life you know a life event that triggered something um, at some point, and um you really do need to instill a healthy mindset before before that point ideally um, and that's what that's what I want to be able to do um and just coming back to what you what you were saying about kind of was it almost a healing process um yeah I ended up actually doing and people might might have heard of Stephanie Buttermore she's um she's a, a fitness chick you'd, you'd call her I suppose and um, but she's got a PhD at the same time she's really smart and um, smart lady but she has a YouTube channel and she did this thing called all in and I feel like that's what I did, but I did it before her, but I, I didn't know it had a, it didn't have a name, but um, I, I actually had to kind of just give in and eat whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted, make sure I had three meals a day, make yeah. sure I was properly fueling. And I just, I you just had to let
0: go of any rules yeah, and just any- eat and be okay with eating.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it would have been deemed so unhealthy by, you know, plenty of people would have looked at me and gone, that's ridiculously unhealthy. But for my mind, I needed to heal it. Mm -hmm. So I actually just stopped all restriction. If I felt like cake, I'd eat cake. If I felt like chocolate, I'd eat Mm -hmm. chocolate. Unfortunately, that was what I had to do to just break down that restriction and break down those rules. And it felt awful at the time because of the mental battle that was going on with this is unhealthy. I'm a nutritionist. Mm -hmm. I can't be doing this to myself. Um, but it, it's kind of like it had to happen. And um, yeah. and, and just I just think up- it's
0: just so valuable. I mean, we don't want to have to go yeah. through these experiences. But no, having yeah. been through these experiences, you can just help others so much more.
1: Yeah, definitely. Really relate definitely. to
0: how people are thinking. And you know deep down inside you exactly how these foods are going to make you feel. And you know the process and thoughts that are going through these women's minds when they are under eating yeah. or overeating or just really struggling to Get their the nutrition sorted.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely, and and trying to avoid that all or nothing mentality as well. But um, I think one of the biggest things that this taught me is that pretty much anyone can get a healthy relationship with food. Because now I've got such a such a healthy relationship with food, I will eat anything that I want to, but I predominantly want to eat nutritious food. I've mm-hmm. got that nutrition knowledge that drives kind of my choices as well as knowing that I can just I can eat whatever I want, and um, and I you know I'm so glad I've got to that point but what I went through kind of made me realize that I could help any woman get to that point because from my mind um what I was kind of like in in one of the most kind of critical um kind of positions in, in terms of I think when it comes to binge eating disorder um that's probably what I had for for a while there and um I think I was one of the worst cases that I've heard about And I, and I've oh, wow. worked with and I've worked with lots lots of um clients and, and talked about similar things but potentially they haven't restricted so much to the point that i did that's caused this i think that's why it was so it was so, so negative just sorry just in case
0: anyone's not following so you spent about a year or so depriving yourself
1: and exercising a lot it's probably a bit less it was probably more like nine nine months
0: yeah and then what yeah. pulled you out of that you just couldn't maintain it any longer or yeah I could couldn't maintain it. Um and then that triggered the binge eating and that's when you started on the binge eating then
1: yeah I because I, I started binging on on health food you know um, in, in, and yeah. inverted inverted commas I started binging on oats and protein powders and yogurt with lots of fiber like psyllium husk in it like really you know tactics to try and fill myself up with health foods so that I could binge because I was starving mm. but then but then also not get all the calories and um, and that Eventually snowballed into chocolate and and you know mm-hmm. less ha- deemed healthy food and um, because I my body was crying out for the calories and I and think then
0: from there you went to the just eating to eat yeah. and it didn't feel nice but you just had to take away the restrictions so there was yes. sort of a three three step cycle to get
1: yeah yeah I'd say so because there was because there was a midsection where there was kind of a battle of there would be binging then pulling back then binging then pulling back and it was like eventually I had to make the decision right I'm gonna go quote-unquote all in and I'm gonna just let myself eat whatever and Mm -hmm. at this point I have to stop caring what my body's looking like Um, and then so how did
0: you get to the point of being all in to then being able to moderate it or was it just a natural thing because you're Pull down those barriers
1: yeah it happened naturally so I just continued to eat that way put put on more weight felt awful about myself all the time but I knew I was I kind of had this goal of like one day I'll be fine and then eventually I mean it wasn't like a you know it wasn't like a lightning bolt moment it was kind of like a progression of I just started to binge less often I started to be able to get more good meals in and I remember like I literally lost like one kilo to begin with and not on purpose just because my my binging had, had come down and um, I lost about a kilo. And it's kind of like that created just this big mind shift of I actually started to like myself again. It, it's kind of like it, I suddenly was like, you know what, I can do this. It is working. I'm not all bad. And even things like noticing myself in the gym and what I was capable of I just started to have a little bit more of a positive outlook on things Mm -hmm. and that kind of triggered the um or I think perpetuated more so my ability to self-care basically to look after myself to get the healthy meals in and and with that I kind of naturally lost my first five kilos by just naturally being able to regulate a little bit better and then eventually I went on to once that once I felt like I was healthy enough, it probably about nine months after of like just trying to eat normally, basically, again, trying to learn those kind of cues in my body. And when I was hungry and when I was full and um, about nine months later, I, I went on to my first fat loss kind of um, phase again. And I was I did it in a really kind, really health orientated way and. Um, and I was really glad that I did that and then mm-hmm. I probably lost another four doing that um, yep. which yeah has, has brought me kind of round to just because I used to I used to perpetually I used to kind of encourage the the kind of diets that you you would normally get in in the industry kind of like okay so if you want to lose quickly we'll go lower calorie if you want to lose weight um you know with with no cabs, that's absolutely fine we'll we'll make it work um and i kind of now have a better understanding of it's not going to be that simple for everybody everybody needs to work slightly differently it's about behavior change it's about not restriction it's because that can trigger these things later on um and it's about making sure it's sustainable and keeping that mindset on health at all times because mm. that stops you from from flying off the handle in, in the wrong direction, either too restrictive or into the binging side of things.
0: Yeah, and um, what I've found is taking a focus off fat loss means that you can be more consistent because you always want to feel great, but sometimes yeah. if you're hungry, if you've had a shit day, sometimes you do not care less if you're going to lose weight or not some days it's the most important thing and other days you're just too tired to care but you always want to feel good
1: so if you can focus on
0: how food and exercise makes you feel then you are more likely to be able to maintain and be successful
1: definitely and I've never seen that that weight again or and I've actually lost a a lot more since then but I think that was because of my ability at that time to kind of go as soon as I'm feeling unmotivated as soon as I'm feeling too hungry as soon as my mindset starts shifting more to you know too body focused I'm instantly going to come off it and that's what mm-hmm. I did so I would spend like a few weeks maybe focusing on still healthy eating but portioning um, and then as soon as like maybe after four weeks as soon as I felt like this is getting too too much I'm, I'm being too focused or I'm thinking about my body too much I would come off it and just start healthy and normally again Mm -hmm. and that ability to just jump on and off and just really focus on how I was feeling I think has led me to be able to you know keep that weight off never see it again and actually end that um fat loss phase just feeling so much better for it you know not like I'd been starving not like I'd been restrictive but like I felt healthier Mm -hmm. I felt in a better place
0: I'm actually going through this a wee bit at the moment, just on a really small scale. And then over the last year, I have um, just been really quite relaxed with my nu- nutrition. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's probably not lax compared to most of the population, but compared to what I've been used to and what makes me feel good. And yeah. I've just started, um, actually, when I spoke to you a couple of months ago, I'd started, but sometimes it can take a bit to really cement. And this time I've really cemented it because I've got to the point where I no longer feel good about the lifestyle I'm leading. I want to be proud of the lifestyle I'm leading. So part of it is fat loss. And I'll be honest, some of it is about fat loss. But I know that um, if I focus on the process and on how it makes me feel, it is so much more than that. And it's really about my, my self-confidence and Knowing that I'm putting good things into my body because when I put good things into my body, I feel good about myself.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and this is something that I that I like to kind of get people to explore as well. Um, is thinking not just how the food will make you feel on eating it. It's kind of like the long term. Yeah, what's mm. going to be your experience? Because you feel better about yourself and what you're doing if you know, okay, my digestive system's going to feel good after that. I'm going to get a good night's sleep after that. Um, I know that I'm going to have good energy in the morning for my mm. workout or for whatever I'm doing after that. So thinking more long-term. I like to even you, think um,
0: like two or three months ahead of time, like picture myself oh, yeah. in yeah. three months and know how good I'll feel if I yeah. just can um, keep being mindful. Yeah, definitely. and take each decision seriously rather than just oh well, doesn't matter. I'll just have that. I'll just have that. Doesn't really matter.
1: Yeah, because and that's
0: what- just here and there, it doesn't matter. It's all part of the lifestyle, but it adds up if you have that attitude every time you eat.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and and you can kind of see it sometimes when you know if you've had a few a bad few days or a bad week, and um, I mean bad. Nothing's really bad. I don't like using that word, but if you've had a less a less nutritious week. Um, most people, if they're in tune with themselves, will find themselves moving more towards just, oh, I really feel like a salad now. You know what? I'm going to mm. put vegetables with dinner because, because you, you, start to, you start to really notice when you haven't got yeah. those nutrients coming in. So and sometimes
0: it's needed, don't you think? Sometimes yeah. you just sometimes just need that to remind you why you take the time to prepare your meals and take the time to buy fresh produce at the supermarket. It's yeah. sort of a bit of a reset.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think that's that's why kind of the, you don't want anything. You don't want to be too restrictive, and you don't want anything to be just totally off the cards because otherwise you become like the way your psychology works. You become really focused, so you become really food focused on the restricted foods. So that might even get in the way of you feeling like, oh, I really want a fruit salad now, or I really want some vegetables. You know, we need we do need to have a variety, and we do need to include a bit of everything even if it's not the most nutritious foods you know yeah so I think that's really important
0: yeah so what is life like for you now so you live in Rotorua
1: yeah so I live in Rotorua with um with my partner and um got two step children yeah two small ones and one grown up one so he's 20 at the moment (laughs) and then yeah the two younger ones are um six and four yeah, so yeah. they're super cute. But um, yeah, at the moment it's it's funny because I like for around fifteen years I was the hard out gym person. You know, I started the gym when I was sixteen, was always lifting weights. You know, even even did my master's research into hypertrophy, which is muscle gain. You know, so I was yeah, <laughs> I was very one track mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and now just within like the last say year and a half, I I'm not that gym person anymore. I go for walks more often than anything. I'll do yoga to chill out. Um. I'll go to the gym maybe once a week, and then I'll do dedicate workouts if I feel like doing a workout at home. But I'm just listening to myself more, mm-hmm. um, and it's like after it's really random after like 15 years of hard out workouts. I've it's kind of like I just kind of, um, you know, just stepped away from it. And I'm and I'm sure exercise and activity is always going to be a, a part of my life. Like I I can't sit still for too long. Yeah, but um but it's kind of like, I've just given myself the, um, I've given myself the permission to just do yeah. exactly what I feel, what I feel like. Yeah. Um, and it's the same with food as well. And, um, and that's actually been really necessary. You know, um, I've, I've realized having my partner and, and step kids and, and friendship groups and stuff, you really do have to be able to be flexible um, with how you're eating. And honestly, my restrictive self from a few, from, you know five years ago would not have been able to handle um, i think real life and normal life mm-hmm. so um it was it's really important to realize that how you eat not only affects your mental health but it affects how you it affects like your social and um, your social health your environment and how people feel around you as well and um, so that was a, that was a big learning curve as well for me is that um you know it doesn't just affect you it affects mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. um and what your relationship with food is one of the most important things. I think, um, if you have, if you're interested in health and well-being, if you've got a, a focus or you're on a health journey, I think that should be number one is, okay, what's my relationship with food and then how, what do I need to change about that?
0: And in the nutrition program, I'll get you to talk about it in a minute. We'll be, you'll be covering, you'll be yeah. covering that stuff. So if there's someone out there listening and they're hearing you talking about listening to your body and they're thinking, well i listen to my body it tells me i want chocolate and then it tells me i want chips and then it makes me feel gross yeah how does someone learn to listen to their body
1: yeah so that we're actually going to cover this in detail in in the regulate program as well but um yes yeah, the f- f- first thing would be no no restriction because you can't listen to your internal cues if you're fighting against this food focus if you're fighting against this kind of internal rebellion um that wants to Eat the foods that you've not allowed. So everything firstly needs to be okay. You kind of kind of can't have a moral attachment to um, any given food. Um, you know, it can't be making you a good person or a bad person. That is really important to start with. And um, because then you view, you know, pizza as maybe less nutritious, but not making you a bad person. And then apples are more nutritious, but it doesn't make you this, you know, great person for eating it. And that's really important to get that balance in your head. Um, to start with and then it's things like and um, paying attention to when you are choosing your food okay why am I choosing this food you know some people feel anxious and then just go for something without thinking and and want to zone out and I understand that that wanting to kind of zone out and this might be a chocolate might be biscuits that does that for you but why? watch a movie and, and, and
0: just um, yeah and just eat. yeah yeah I, why, I do it when why I'm driving yeah yeah I used to do that yeah yesterday I had a big tub of um they were um bliss balls so mm. they um you know I was still trying to eat eat healthy it's a sort of a a tub that's probably t- too big to all eat in one go of the same thing ideally I would have had some bliss balls and something else with it and yeah. I sort of was like I'm just going to have like five and then gradually on the trip home the two-hour trip I had more and more I did leave one <laughs> which was, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But yeah. I told myself, I'll just say five and I won't have any more. But I still, but that's because Mindlessly... you as well. You know, because yeah. you're, you're driving. And I was bored. Not... Yeah. I was like, it'll make me, it'll pass some time.
1: Yeah. But then it's, it's considering that as well. So it's not being so mean on yourself because you know you were bored, you weren't being mindful of the food, you, you know, your mind was somewhere else. So, so you realize why and then just moving on, not feeling yes, guilty. Yes, and, and
0: learn from it too is a big things. thing. So learning to yeah. listen to your body is allowing yourself to actually learn and listen to your body. So when yeah. something happens, not like you say, feeling guilty or hating yourself for it, Yeah, asking a question, oh, that's interesting. I wonder yeah, why I did that. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's one of the biggest things as well is just letting go of the guilt and the shame because honestly that perpetuates that cycle we were talking about that um, makes you want to restrict or overexercise and and not come from a place of self-care. Whereas if you're coming from a place of kind of neutrality, you start to go, all right, so why did that happen? Okay. Because I'm, I'm a human and I was bored and that's completely normal, but what shall I do next time? Um, definitely. That's a great way to go about it. I think for a lot of people, especially women, we chronically undereat. we chronically kind of restrict p- portions and that massively stops us from being able to self-regulate because a lot of women forget to go, oh, that didn't fill me up. Maybe I'll have a second portion or, you know, you know, that really didn't, didn't hit the spot. Maybe I need something sweet and maybe it should be, you know, um, a fruit salad instead of the chocolate that I'll, you know, maybe yeah. binge on later without thinking. So, what really people get, sort of do
0: is go, that's the amount I should eat, eat yeah. it. And if I'm still hungry, they don't like themselves for it. They think, oh, that's so silly. Exactly. You shouldn't be hungry rather than exactly. realizing maybe yeah. it didn't have everything you needed in it.
1: Yeah. And that's the, the I've kind of, I've kind of, um, compared it to before hunger comparing it to needing to go to the toilet you know so some days you might go to, you, know, you might go for a wee nine times in the day other days you might go five you don't feel like a, a better or a worse person for it but you just you, you can tell i need the toilet i need to go mm-hmm. and you don't wonder always why you know it just happens um, and it's the same with hunger you know your body knows what it's doing some days you're just more hungry mm. maybe you didn't sleep well maybe you were more active maybe you had two thousand more steps the day before that you didn't realize um, and your appetite is just a little bit higher maybe it's hormones you know we've, we've done a lot with that sync to cycle where actually your hormones do increase your um your appetite around certain times of the month so just without question to questioning too much you should just be able to honor that hunger and realize okay so I'm more hungry maybe I'll have a larger portion and see Mm -hmm. if that satisfies me and that's definitely how I like to eat now is I won't have a preconceived notion of what I'm going to have in terms of portion I might make what's what normally does me and then if I'm still hungry I'll go back for another another slice or I'll go back for um, a second helping and And something really helps
0: on the other end of that scale that works for me is sometimes you know you serve up your plate and it's too much and when I'm not being conscious of my decisions, I'll just finish the whole plate regardless. And when yeah. I'm being conscious, um, what I find works for me is saying to myself, well, you can always have it in half an hour, an hour if you're still hungry. So put it in the Definitely. fridge. And you can, it's not gone. Don't worry. Yeah. You can eat that food if you feel like it, That's but you're amazing. full now. So put it yeah. away.
1: But it does That's take what... discipline to actually do that. It's much easier to just stuff everything it yeah? does but that's one of the biggest reasons I think why people end up binging on the forbidden foods is because they feel like oh no I've got it now and I can't have it again I'm never eating mm. this again so make they the go- most of it yeah. So they go all out and it's like, just be realistic. It's not the last time you're going to eat chocolate. Chocolate mm-hmm. tastes amazing people. Like we're going to have it. We're going to have it again. And yeah. I would never say to someone, never eat chocolate. You know, yeah, it's one of my favorites. Yeah, so same here.
0: It, <laughs>
1: it's like, it's it's like, just be really realistic. If you, if you feel yourself getting full, put it down. You can always go back in 20 minutes if you need to. That's mm-hmm. absolutely fine. You can and I find having a
0: drink of water helps too often. You think you're thirsty, yeah. but actually yeah. And it helps I mean, sorry, other fill- way around. You think you're hungry and you want more food, but actually you're just really thirsty.
1: Yeah, and it just helps to fill up the stomach as well mm. so that you, you, feel, you feel just fuller in, in that um, short term as well. Yeah, yeah definitely.
0: Cool. So um, think- just a few more little bits of advice and then I've got some fun questions for you. Um, okay. So advice to people wanting to lose fat. Now, something I did just want to mention is you did talk quite a bit about, about when you lost weight and what the scale said, and that's something that we... Mm we try you know we encourage people to ditch the scales and focus maybe on measurements yeah. and exercise and how you feel but yeah advice to people wanting to lose fat and that's that's maybe i just need to explain here why we say fat is um when we talk about losing weight it's it's fat it's muscle it's lots of things mm-hmm. whereas fat is just solely yeah yeah solely fat rather than what you all, gained the, all muscle. the other parts of yeah it. and water yeah. in your stomach or whatever
1: yeah, so that's that's a good point because I think a lot of people jump on fad diets um, because you get this initial quick kind of weight loss, but that is weight loss. So for example, the ketogenic diet, you lose a lot of water weight. You also lose your glycogen in your muscles. So it's not to say that that's a bad thing, but that's what's happening, you know? Mm. Um, and then people feel good about themselves. Certainly they lose that water. They hop on the scales. The scales
0: tell them they've lost weight. Yeah. So they think, woohoo, this is great. And they instantly feel better about themselves, even though...
1: Yeah, yeah so I body mean, composition it,
0: may not actually be different
1: yeah it could work as a motivate a motivating factor but mm-hmm. it's not you know you want you want to be realistic about what it is also things like intermittent fasting um or going on really low calorie diets you are at increased risk of losing muscle mass so whilst you might see on the scale it going down it's not always the healthiest thing in terms of your strength your, your metabolic health um, and also what you might look like once you've lost that body weight um so i would always suggest to people to do it in a slow sustainable way to make sure that it is fat loss and make sure that you are holding on to as much muscle as possible by um maybe resistance training and not just weights but you know even even things like pilates and and walking up hills and things like that help to keep your muscle strong and making sure you have protein in the diet to support that as well and going long-term
0: focus isn't it
1: Yeah, definitely. And finding what works for you as well, you know, um, and I always encourage people to find meals specifically that they know hit the spot, that fill them up, um, and that they deem as very healthy. So for them, it might be something like for, for me, for example, boiled eggs are a great snack because they really fill me up. I feel like it's so easy to just leave them in the fridge, and for me, it just works. I'll always have that as a backup and then for some people you know it could be something else but always having in your mind there's a go-to so that if I'm stuck I've got something I can go to that I know will make me feel good that I I feel full and satisfied from Um, and that's another that's the thing that we're working on actually in the um in the regulate program we're going to be working on steps as as you eat to kind of focus on how it makes you feel and that satisfaction as well Oh, it's so exciting. So what about yeah. your
0: advice to those who might be preoccupied with the scales?
1: Yeah, it's it's difficult. Like my, my science brain does kind of, my science brain works well with those numbers because I can kind of I can kind of be realistic about what those numbers say, but a lot of people can't and it's more mentally.
0: They attach their the emotions to it. They sit, jump yeah, on the scales. It, it doesn't say easily. what they want it to say and yeah. it's their day ruined.
1: Yeah. So maybe it'll help with me just going through a few things that actually do make body weight fluctuate. Um, because for me, I'll jump on the scale maybe now and again, and it doesn't matter what it says to me because I know
0: that
1: things um, can be so can be swayed so easily. So bone mineral density for one, we want strong bones. We want dense bones. They happen to weigh more. So we don't necessarily want to, you know, lose weight as you get a lot of people wait, lose weight as they get older or more frail because they're losing bone mineral density. That's not a good thing. Mm. So, so you definitely don't want that. You want um, as much muscle as possible, ideally. and um, That is a heavy tissue to, to have. So, you know, you're going to weigh more. And I've actually been through periods um, with my own health and, and with clients' health where we're looking for weight gain because we're looking for muscle gain, you know, and that's, that's on purpose. And people actually sometimes appreciate the way they look more with more muscle mass as well. Then there's things like having salt in the diet that can massively fluctuate fluid in in the body. Even working out and being sore, your sore muscles are inflamed, they weigh more. Um, Things like having different times of the month, like like I've suggested before, hormones, that massively changes how much water you're, you're retaining and your weight will be different. Things like what's in your stomach, what's in your digestive system. If you've not been to the toilet that day, things in your bladder, you know, these all weigh things. And um, even the gas inside you weighs stuff. So if you're not, you know, if you're feeling gassy that day, maybe you'll, maybe you'll weigh a bit more. And <laughs> um, even things like your intestinal system is, is a muscle. So the stronger your intestinal system is, probably the mo- a little bit more you're going to weigh. And, you know, small things like that. And um, if you've done a workout, and you've drained your muscles of glycogen. So the carbohydrate stores in your muscles, you will be lighter because you've now lost a few kilos or like one and a half kilos of mm-hmm. glycogen. So it's so variable depending on a bunch of different things. If you if you don't jump on the scales with a very realistic head about what it's telling you, mm-hmm. I just wouldn't bother. I just yeah. wouldn't, I just wouldn't bother. Because if it's gonna affect the way you feel and your motivation and definitely, you know, your mindset and how you feel about yourself it's it's not worth it
0: yeah that's um, when it's time to ditch it isn't it
1: yeah yeah now definitely. i've got two
0: quite big juicy questions but i'm aware that we have chatted for quite a while it's so easy i could talk <laughs> for another hour so i'm just yeah, going to choose too. one of them what about advice to anyone struggling with body image
1: i would definitely get off social media Um, would be the first thing Um, follow, follow
0: kate fitness though so.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, if you're going to be on social media, follow things that are inspirational. So a while back, I I deleted my social media. Like I've, I've deleted Facebook, um, and I have a work account that I only follow scientists and fitness pages and fitness people who are actually inspirational and don't just do kind of booty pics and stuff like that Yeah. and um, because you know that's what makes me feel good and that's what and that's what helps me to feel like I've got like-minded people around me even though it's it's social media <laughs> yeah so that would be number one thing to do get rid of anything that is going to make you concerned with the things and not helping your mindset then also like body checking is a big one and just being aware of when you do this so a lot of people will feel themselves often will look in a mirror and will make sure that they're checking when they get changed how, how they're looking and just being aware that you're not going to look your best when you bent over putting your socks on you know and just being aware that the pictures that we see in magazines and um, they are people posing they are people looking at their very best Mm-hmm. And, not and they've to probably behave. taken about
0: a hundred photos to get exact right angle. That one, Camera yeah. angles just oh, make such yeah. a difference.
1: I gave up on selfies a while ago. Like I just I just can't get it right. Yeah. <laughs> so not have not having so just being aware of your own behaviors like that, you know. And then also things like try not to have a pre a preconceived notion of what you should be looking like, um, and working towards the best you for now. So that might look like. Going for things like that, um, I'm going to be the person who works out four times this week. I'm going to be the person who has meal prepped this week, not I'm going to be the person who's a size da-da-da this mm. week. You know, yeah, or because-
0: well, who's lost this much weight or whatever. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah. definitely. So that's and about
0: focusing on the positives and focusing on the process, isn't it? Because it's yeah the yeah. process that makes you feel good, not the outcome.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I'm testament to that because I've been, you know, a similar size to I am now, for example, and I've been miserable and and really unhealthy in the past, like we, like we spoke about with the, with the overly restriction. And I've been in a really good place at the same size. So it's definitely not the size that changes, you know, how you feel. It's the, it's the mindset and it is, and it is the process. Are you being healthy? Are you, are you coming at it from a positive mindset of, of, liking yourself and that's something we're, as, as well we're going to cover and regulate is going to be how do we talk to ourselves and how do we actually start to um see the positives in ourselves that are beyond what you look like because that needs to change to, to promote self-care because that's the only way you're going to get healthy fat loss is if you're awesome. self-caring
0: yeah, so dedicate regulate is our nutrition program for healthy and sustainable fat loss, and it starts on Monday, the eighth of November. People can join at kateivfitness slash dedicate slash regulate, or just go to our website and you'll find it in the menu. It's ninety nine dollars. It's five weeks. You've told us a bit about it, Amy. Do you want to just su- summarise a wee bit
1: more about what it will be covering? Yeah. Okay. So we, we go definitely into mindset. So looking from a place of um, fat loss, from a place of self-care and not self-harm. It's definitely not a quick fix. So it's not going to be a diet. There is no restriction of of food you can have and food you can't, but there will be kind of guidelines around um, correct nutrition, fueling yourself, fueling your activity, making sure you're hitting all your um, requirements for life. And then also um, advice around portioning and, and what you might need to um, look at in terms of um, kind of correct nutrition throughout your days and then also looking at okay so how do we be mindful with our eating how do we connect with our um, internal cues of fullness of satiety and how do we regulate with our, our appetite that's a really big one is getting to getting to tune with and um, when you know you're full is a really big one or being able to listen to the fact that you are hungry, because a lot of people have spent their lives ignoring that through fad diets and um, that have told them not to listen to themselves. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's very much an education around, OK, if we were going to have a healthy relationship with food, a healthy relationship with yourself and get to a point of fat loss, what do you need to do basically?
0: Awesome. And anyone out there who is thinking, oh, I'm a bit busy, I want to do this, but I'm a bit busy. What would you say to them?
1: Yeah, I mean it, it's great because you can actually watch the education sessions in your own time. So they are they are live but they're going to take around half an hour. Um or we try to keep them to half an hour. Um and then there's question and answer sessions after that and then there's a separate question and answer session as well. Um but these are all things you can be live for or you can watch afterwards. And So we, how much time each week would someone need to put aside? To yeah, we've set probably. it we've set it
0: we've set it about an hour a week.
1: Yeah. yeah. So it's not I, long. I reckon. No. And then there's the activities that you get all the material for um as well to help you out. And we did um we are gonna leave the, the content up for a while after after the course is finished so you can yep. go back to things as well and kind of awesome. make sure you've got the that set in your brain. Awesome. So just a few little
0: fun questions. Um I have a tendency yeah. to be quite serious when I'm in work mode, and that includes <laughs> my, my my podcast. And Anna threw these fun questions at me. So I'm trying to loosen up and be social me and um, oh, right. keep these fun questions going. So it's just a quick answer back. So okay. burpees or jumping lunges? Burpees. Salad or roast veggies? Roast veg. Text or phone call?
1: Depends what the context is. Text.
0: Instagram or Facebook or none in your case?
1: I'm on Instagram I don't do a lot of scrolling though I I tend to get really annoyed with scrolling anything to do with scrolling is going to be yeah not yeah not great
0: (laughs) okay this is one Anna threw at me last week pee in the shower yes or no yes (laughs) (laughs) oh I, I totally said no that's disgusting Amy I'm joking. Really?
1: I'm joking. Oh, I was, I was going to say, um, that's, not, that's, that's not really a question about peeing, is it? That's a question about, are you going to be honest or not? To, yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: I said yes instantly. And then I was like, hold on a minute. It's not all the time. It's not every day, but from time to time, especially
1: after a late night. I mean, I'm not even going to go into it just just yet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> OK, sounds like your
1: habits might be worse
0: than mine. Pegs on the, this is random, but I looked out the window when I was um, sorting these questions out. Pegs on the line or in a pig bucket?
1: Oh, we don't even have a washing. We don't even have a washing line. Our garden's oh. a, a complete mess. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> okay, washing line or no washing line?
1: Absolutely no washing line, <laughs> and we just put everything around the house at the moment.
0: Okay, okay. okay. A few things that you maybe need to work on are coming out with these questions. Your 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 nutrition's good, but there might be some other other areas. Yeah, the, the, the rest of my <laughs> life needs work. <laughs>
1: and that's what we've highlighted
0: here. <laughs> T-shirt or singlet? Singlet you're wearing a singlet now so that makes sense yeah mcd's or kfc
1: kfc chicken
0: what about the chips or oh, salt They're so salty. yeah oh, yeah
1: true true <laughs> yeah
0: so when you're wearing your tights do you, um do are you wearing knickers or as anna termed it do you free the foo-foo
1: knickers but i've had to find the ones that are like the most tiniest because like leggings are getting so so tight these days yeah you gotta you've got to find the tiniest g-string so yeah that's what i'm looking i'm on the hunt for
0: okay steak or chicken steak okay this one's out there Six morning or night
1: (laughs) can i say both uh yeah
0: all day every day (laughs) favorite dedicate workout
1: oh sculpt
0: and then to finish, I was going to say, tell us about the nutrition program. So, we've, but we've done that. So, thank yeah. you so much, Amy. That was so valuable. Um, everything that you've got to share about about nutrition, about long term healthy, sustainable lifestyles, but also getting some perspective about how you got to that point in your own journey. And yeah, yeah, thank you so much for sharing.
1: Oh, thanks for having me. I think I feel like there's so much more I could talk about, but um, yeah. Well, we will get you on again
0: um, next next Feb probably maybe we'll do that next Feb before the next nutrition program
1: yeah yeah I think that's going to be a good one as well Mm
0: -hmm. all right thanks so much Amy and thanks for all your work on Dedicate thanks for being part of the team and yeah we'll talk soon all right thanks (laughs) Kate thanks Amy Bye. bye bye thank you all so much for listening it would mean so much to us if you could please share this with your friends and even better leave a review And if you really enjoyed this episode, you'll also enjoy from Season 1, Anna McDermott From Anorexia to Motivating Thousands, Two Royal Sisters, Overtraining, Eating Disorders, Chronic Fatigue, What Rock Bottom Taught Us, and Sophie Dillman, Body Inclusivity, Are We There Yet? And if you missed last week's, go and have a listen. I'm in the hot seat for a change, so yeah, check it out. If you're a dedicated member, thank you so much for being part of our amazing community. If you're not yet, you can get a free trial at kateivyfitness.com. We focus on a balanced and holistic approach to health and fitness, everyday life, family, and fun.